Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome to Leverage Masters, everyone. Andrea, we have got to get that intro fixed one of these days. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know that I am the co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace. I am the co-founder of Divizio, the all-new affiliate network for companies doing good. And my co-host is Andrea Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection. Hello, Andrea. Hello. Yeah, it's fun. We we still give Jack the love in our intro on there. <laughs> there you That's go. Awesome. So we'll just think of it as that for now. So I am really excited, Gina. Things have been just amazing since last week. I know that when I talked to you last week, I um, was coming uh, on the show just after uh, driving two nights all the way to Nashville and back because I had the opportunity to go and speak at an event in Nashville with Colleen Biggs, and she is our guest today. She's absolutely amazing. I'm hearing a lot of background noise, so if you guys could mute yourselves, that'd be awesome. Uh, Colleen, you know, the really cool thing about her is she strives to reach all leaders and all entrepreneurs through influence because she's really about, you know, encouraging the understanding that in order to have the life you desire, that you have to gain clarity. And it's that assistance, um, you know, of having an impact coach that you're able to do that. And she tells us it's really, you know, a beautiful story about who she is by talking about how she overcame a early childhood of chaos and loss and abuse and through these trials and tribulations how she eventually learned how to love unconditionally and give back and really understand the magnitude of an impact coach and reaching your greatest potential and, and who doesn't want that you know it's beautiful and she's really a beautiful inspiration to others, helping them realize their worth, gain clarity, make money, and excel and propel their lives, and that they have the ability to influence other people to do the same thing. Um, she's worked with over 300 CEOs. She's worked in franchising. Uh, she's worked with uh, national and local community service organizations and product launches, and she's a director for her church, organizes women's retreats, uh, girls' camps. Oh, she has um, Lead Up for Women, uh, which is – I'm hearing a lot of background noise there, just to let everybody know. And as a first-degree black belt and certified personal trainer, she shares her passion of fitness with others through coaching. She teaches kickboxing boxing classes, and she trains individuals for a happy and healthy life. I mean, she's just amazing. She also has a radio show on Voice America called Empowerment uh, on the Empowerment Channel, and she also has a bi-monthly magazine and is outlining her first book, like I mentioned. She is really growing, leading, learning, motivating, supporting others in business on all of these various platforms. And I'll tell you what, she is a go-getter. And I'm so excited to have her on so quickly that we were able to make this happen. Colleen Biggs, standing ovation to you, lady, for coming on and joining us and being the powerful woman you are. Andrea, thank you so much. I uh, I know that you forgot to tell all of the the listeners how wonderful you are and how awesome you are because well, thank you very much. I I can't thank you enough for having you at our last event. It was wonderful to get to know you and you have such an energy and presence about yourself and you too have an amazing story and as all women we we all have amazing stories and our stories are what inspire other women. That's what I do what I do. 
Yes. The other women that you had at your event were absolutely amazing women who are really making a difference in the world. And Gina, my co-host, um, she is also a woman who's overcome some crazy things with uh, accident and illness and uh, a not so happy uh, breakup in a, in, in a situation. And she is just doing amazing things to always create her life to do more and be more and help other people excel as well. So uh, Gina, um, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with Colleen. You haven't. So um, as you have questions, I'd love for you to just jump in and, you know, and, and share your wisdom and knowledge and, and to ask your deep dive questions because I know you're so good at that. Um, and I suppose I'll start off first by, uh, Colleen, having you really talk about how, how, how you ended up like leaving this corporate world to do what you're doing now. <laughs> what, what was the transition for you? You know, uh, it was a thank you, uh, Andrea, for asking that question. Um, I, you know, I, I really, for a long time, um, by the last few years, I, I was feeling very stuck and I knew I had a burning desire, which many women can probably relate to. I had this burning desire to do something more with my life. I, for women, I call it, it's a midlife crisis, I believe that women go through, just as we've made that mention of men going through a, a midlife crisis. And I believe that when we hit a certain age and our children are, are getting older, for me it was really the transition between not having children at home anymore and um, them getting married and being on their own and, and then having grandchildren, that I, I, my identity, I had, I had allowed my identity as a woman to become solely a mother and a wife. And I had forgotten really about the identity of myself and what it was that I wanted other than what was in my corporate work life. Um, and I really went on a, a, a search to find myself in a journey. And I read uh, for, for a few years, I read a lot of books. I probably read 16 to 20 a year. Um, I would reread them several times over and over again, take notes. Uh, I used to travel a lot for work and was away from my family. And that really started just getting, um, <clears throat> it started getting really hard when the grandchildren were growing up because I would come home and some of the younger grandchildren wouldn't come to me right away. Um, and they would be very hesitant and because I was gone for a little while. And I, I didn't want that feeling um, in my life or, or to, I, I think when, I, when you think about when your life is, is to its end, I don't believe anyone lays there and, and states, I wish I could have worked harder for the company that I worked for. I want to say that I did everything I wanted to do with my family I spent the time I wanted to spend with them. I taught them what I wanted to teach them. I was taught what I wanted to learn from my family and my friends. I visited the places I wanted to see, and now I'm, my work is done here on earth. And to do that, we have to look at our lives and realize that we have one chance. And I use the story of what makes us so unique which is our fingerprint. Um, and if we are so different and we have a different fingerprint than everyone else, why are we trying to blend in with everyone else? And I felt as if I was trying to stand out in the corporate world, but it was very difficult for me to do that in the company I was in. And I, I believe in God and I really felt like God was working his magic through other people. And when I had put in a big proposal for a position that I wanted, and I, I was an executive at this, at this corporate office for 17 years, I had gotten turned down and they had hired a previous gentleman that worked for us many years before that. Now I'm very happy for that gentleman. And, and I think it's wonderful that he got the position and, and where I sit in my life today, I'm very happy I didn't. But at the time you can imagine that I was, I was very deflated and felt as if all the years of work that I had put into the company had come to that. And 
it was just God's way of redirecting me to live my purpose. And there's so many times that things happen in our lives and they don't go the way that we want them to go. And it really is just whatever it is that you believe in, source energy, God, the universe, it really is course correcting that's happening for us to be able to, to make our mark on the, on the earth and on the people of, of the earth and to be able to share our, our, our God-given talents and skills that we have with others. Because like I said, we're very unique and we're here to do, to have a purpose and to affect others' lives in some way. And, and I kept hearing that I needed to gather women and gather women. And I've done that for many, many years of my life, but I wanted to do it on a larger level. And I really wanted to give women a voice that their stories could be heard because I had attracted so many women over the years um, just through who I am as a person. And I wanted to give women an opportunity to motivate and inspire and know that everything that we go through as mothers and as wives and as our, our identities are just as important, our individual identities and our happiness and our worth. And I want every woman out there to realize the power that she has within if we would just tap into that power and as a womanhood, if we push um, and all pull in the same direction, it's amazing uh, the tide that we could create uh, for women, not only uh, in their homes and in their households, women that are struggling with abuse, but, but women in corporate America and having a larger presence of women in positions in corporate America really just um, permeates in all areas at that point. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I um, did the separation and, and uh, had switched from corporate America. I just got to the point where I'd started my business and then within uh, two months of, of uh, it launching, we had our second magazine out. We had started our luncheons that we had planned across the United States. Um, we had a radio show that we had asked, Voice America had asked us to come and lead their women's series. So you could say the train had left the station, and once the train had left the station, it was picking up some pretty good steam. And at that point, I, I um, didn't have enough time for both, and uh, I knew this is where my heart was and, and where my purpose was for, for what I needed to do in the world. Oh. Well, thank you for that because, you know, when we hear what, you know, you've gone through and how you've, you know, really looked at how you can take your eyes off self and look at the rest of the world and, and, and create a world that brings back to you and while it lifts other people, you know, it's a really beautiful model to follow. And I think mm -hmm. that's what attracts so many people to want to work with you. Um, you know, just being in your presence and seeing the quality of people that show up. Now, oh, oh that sounded kind of braggy because I showed up, but I met the other people. <laughs> you should brag about yourself. See, now I am, you're in good presence with me because I, I, I believe that if you feel you're awesome, you should say you're awesome. If you're a beautiful singer like you are, Andrea, you should sing and say that you're a beautiful singer. I, I, I really feel that we raise our children to, um, or those that don't have children but are a child, they know they were probably raised with parents who tell them, if you want to sing, sing. And I remember as being children, we would play in the rain and we would go do all these things whenever we wanted to do it. And we would, we would have firemen that would come into our schools and nurses and police officers and all of these that were examples to us of who we wanted to be when we grew up. And then we don't talk about that as adults. We don't talk about our desires or what we want um, or our decisions we want to make or to say we're awesome or, or we look great or my butt looks great in these jeans. You know, we sit, this, the world stands too much in judgment of others rather than celebrating each other. Right. We, we, uh, 
go through that that world of of that craziness like that i I always make a point when I meet women to um, compliment them on their assets and what they what they have and uh, you know it's funny because some of the women don't realize um you know, who they are, what they want, you know, it's just kind of funny how other people perceive us. So like, for example, talking about body image, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my, I'm a heavier person and yet I have really good self-esteem body image. And I, I didn't always have that. It's something that um, I, I, I had to learn to embrace and, and to be good with it and accept myself. And, and when I, so like I'll, I'll meet a woman who's, you know, got the, really curvy booty or whatever and mm-hmm. and I'll, you know and I'll say things like do you realize how many other people would pay serious money and have mm-hmm. major lipo removal or move move over not, it's not removal it's move over or or pack in to get what you've got you know and mm-hmm. there are men and women who would be so attracted by you with your curves and your whatever and you know and some of them are like the shock to have me say that to them mm-hmm. and you know and, and that allows us to have a bigger conversation about that that you know not everybody is attracted to you know and then and then there's women who are small and petite or whatever and then they think oh they're not enough because they they they're they feel like their breasts are too small or their hips are curvy enough and then it's like mm-hmm. no somebody someone out there depending you know a man or woman depending on your sexuality mm-hmm. is going to love your body just the way that, and they're gonna they're gonna be like that's what makes them excited to to look at you mm-hmm. and to be around you and your personality is another piece you know I mean and and then uh, I I own a, a intimacy business as well and for years <clears throat> it was interesting to hear the women um, and sometimes the men talk about how they were worried about their image. And then when I would talk to their partner or potential partner, it they didn't. It wasn't about the images. They wanted someone who was excited and and about being with them. So it wasn't even about the person's looks at all. It was about the fact that mm-hmm. somebody was into themselves rather than. So if you've got a great personality and you're into the people that you're with, chances are they're really going to find you attractive. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I, I, I tell women all the time that confidence is the sexiest thing you can wear. It really is. <laughs> so anytime you go out with your husband or go on a date or um, whatever it may be, if it's some, you know, if you're if you're uh, not married or you're dating, uh, the fidgeting and the the lack of self confidence of yourself and not believing in yourself causes your not just your mind and your mental, but your head to dip down, your shoulders to come forward. You kind of come into yourself when you're confident, you have your shoulders back, your chin is up, and you walk high. You know, you really feel like you're on cloud nine. And so I, I always tell my girlfriends, you know, I'm, very, I'm the very honest girlfriend, so I'm the one that everybody calls when they need the real truth given to them because they know that I won't lie because I think it's just kind of a waste of time. Um, so I <laughs> don't do feel good thing, you know, all the time. I know empathy is different. You know, I, I have a lot of empathy and can get into the feelings with somebody, but if you really want to know the hard truth about something, I, I feel that people, you know, need that sometimes. And if someone asks me, does this look great on me? I'll, tell them if I think it's a good color for them or not, or if it really does look great. And so whatever comes out of my mouth is absolutely the truth. And I love what you had stated about curvy women versus the um, thin women. And you even told a story that I remember vividly at our Nashville event that we had our lunch in there and at the Scarlet Bear, what a beautiful place that was. Um, So, so nice to have had it there. And you mentioned that you had a girlfriend growing up and she was really, really thin and no one, you had not realized what five pounds on her felt like compared to five pounds on you. And I have gone through that because I'm a very tiny person uh, just by my makeup and my (laughs) genetics. And five pounds on me is, is a lot. And when I remember when I would mention that to my girlfriends, if I gained a few pounds or, lost some weight, they would just roll their eyes and think it was no big deal. And, and people would look at me for my entire life and say, it must be nice just to not have to 
worry about food or working out. And I've worked out my entire life. I've been in some type of activity. I started the Jane Fonda aerobics back in the day and was told to go on bed rest with my son when he was five months old. I did uh, mud runs. I used to do marathons and half marathons, and I moved into Taekwondo. That was when you had mentioned I got my black belt, so I competed at the age of 40 in the rings with other women. I have always stayed fit. I teach, I taught two classes back to back last night here at my community community center where I live. And um, I've always kept fit and watched what I ate. I I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. I don't even eat meat. And um, I know that if I were to allow myself to eat whatever it is that I wanted to eat, that my body would look different, but I do it based on my mental and physical feeling of health, not necessarily the physical um, out, out, outside portion looking in. I mainly do it for how I feel inside when I eat, you know, pizza and crappy food, which I love pizza, but I always just feel yucky after it, you know, and I feel like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten. It feels really heavy on me. Um, or if I um, you know, have fried foods or I feel that way, but still those are enjoyable foods to eat. I, I just, I just don't, um, in my life, I, I don't feel like we should ever, um, keep ourselves from eating the things that we love or doing the things that we love. It just all has to be in moderation, you know, and that, that's why, um, addiction is there because things are, uh, you know, based on our feelings of either not having been accepted or um, maybe our story that started that was handed to us. You and I both have stories that aren't um, happy stories necessarily of how our lives were when we were raised, but those were, those were uh, situations that we weren't able to control at the time when we were younger children, but we have the pen in our hands today. And I love that you're going around and spreading joy and happiness and smiles with, with helping other people. You live your life, Andrea, the way I live my life, which is really about serving other people to, to help people get through whatever it is that they need to get through so that we can all live in a world of happiness and, and not a world of greed and judgment, but a world where we all see each other equal. I thank you very much for that. I appreciate the compliment. It's, you know, really important to me. I, I just this morning um, had a call from the Barry Shore, who is the uh, person who originated the card that says Keep Smiling that we used for the Keep Smiling movement. And we have some really cool changes coming up that um, – uh, just are going to propel the Keep Smiling movement even bigger than it's already become, and we're, you know we're already international. And so I'm I'm so, just so moved and inspired this morning about the possibilities for uh, what what we're creating and what my business, the Red Carpet Connection, is doing in lieu with that. And my business partner um, on that project, Ken Rashawn, and his business, how it's propelling, and then the effect that it has on everybody that we work with on everything. So it change. It's going to literally change and impact this show and and you, Colleen, because I'm working with you and and the, um, you know all the other guests that we've had on. It just changes the whole dynamics and the frequency of how we're living and the energy that we're going to raise. It's just really exciting to see this cross um, connection between everyone and the value that when someone else is being successful or doing something good that we can bring everybody right up with us. And I'm, I'm excited about that, especially, you know, with the things you're doing with the lead up for women and and the idea of you know letting women step into their own and, and that's one of the things I mm -hmm. the reason I thought of that is Barry Shore he was like you know Andrea you're the machine that makes this work he said yeah I did the cards and Ken is the visionary the dreamer you know the guy who came up with this idea of making it at the movement and he said but without you we, we can't continue to motor this you mm -hmm. know and I, I just mm -hmm. was really honored to have um, a man step up and and commend uh, commend me for that and then to have you from the other women to say something I appreciate that you know it's 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 a, a while I don't do this for ego, it sure feels nice, you know? 
Yeah, it should feel nice. And you should (laughs) um, feel like you're making an impact on the world and making a difference. And I think it's, you know, it's so hard for us. And that's, that's part of what you had mentioned about me being an impact coach is, you know, there, there are life coaches, and there are uh, business coaches, and there's every type of coach out there. We can all try and differentiate ourselves for whatever that coach is, but we all have a specific skill on how we coach people. And what we always need to remember is behind the business is a person, right? And that person has individual needs. And no matter who that person is, it could be the president of the company, it could be the CEO of Apple, it could be um, the CEO of uh, Nike, any company out there. And they're just a person, just like, like we are. Every, every, we're all people and we all have egos and we all have judgment and we all have our own little whispered words that, that talk us down. And no matter what we do because of our experiences in life, it's trying to control those, those negative talks and, and voices that we have that tell us we're not good enough, no matter what it is. And also those that need to control greed and conceit because right. in this world, you get where you get because of everybody around you and the energy and the universe and uh, all of those that have helped you along the way. And I, I just remember that and I want to help the people that were there for me and I want to be there for other people and make an impact on their lives for whatever it is that they're struggling with. And, and in business, it almost always comes back to the person. When there's issues in a business that's running, if you start with the person that's behind the business, most of those issues will be solved with the person that will solve the issues with the business because we are, we limit ourselves with between our own two ears and mm-hmm. those limits that we have or, or hurdles that we're not able to overcome um, are what usually will um, permeate into the business life and affect how the performance is in your business based on like you had just said, he had mentioned you're the driving force behind this. You're the machine. If your machine stopped running and you weren't the one driving this, where would it go? So if you didn't right. do all the tasks you did every day or make the phone calls or, or get on the radio or all the things that you do, what, what, what would happen with the Keep Smiling Foundation and the movement that you have to spread joy and love and happiness and create these books, which really – are connecting people. You had told a great story about someone that had got reconnected with someone that they saw in a book. That must feel really good to know that you had a, a part in that, a divine yeah. intervention. Uh, <laughs> it, it happened the other night. I, I um, Sunday night, um, Sunday, I flew to Orlando to cover an event for my client, Jeff Steinberg. He was born with no arms and two malformed mangled legs. And he's uh, an adult. I mean, he was put in an institution and like left there to be there the rest of his life. And um, as a young adult, well, young adult, early, you know, late teenager, um, he was given an opportunity to, to walk away from that where he, you know, he was given a life where you could choose to stay in the institution and you'll be taken care of or walk away and risk having nothing. And he risked that. And he now sings, he's a motivational speaker. He also drives Uber. And so he has one prosthetic arm with a hook and a prosthetic leg. And, you know, and this man is amazing. And he talks about how everybody is a miracle and progress. It's very exciting to, you know, be present with him. And I started to share that for some particular reason. And I got excited about what he was doing. I can't remember why I brought that up. What did you ask me right before that? I love that I can be authentic and real. <laughs> I had, I had, I, yeah, this is, well, 
That's because our oh, brains are thinking community. of so many things. That's I had it. asked about yeah. the divine intervention. Community. Yeah. So it was, yeah. So I invited everybody I know in Orlando to come and we had a great audience. And one of my friends who's from Russia, uh, who lives in Orlando now came to the event and he was looking through one of the keep smiling books and he's seen older copies, um, you know, from two or three years ago. And I haven't seen him for two years. He took the book and he was sitting in the back of the performance and he's taking pictures of the pages and then sending them to the people like, Hey, I just saw your picture. So he was doing the exact same thing. It happens all the time. Time. I remember when Jack Canfield, when we gave him a copy of the book that he's in for the, and, and he's in a lot of our Keep Smiling books. We remember Ken and I remember watching him, and we'd see him like look at a picture and like smile, like oh look, there's my friend, and nod his head, and we were like super overjoyed about that, you know, because it's so fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that Gina has, uh, Gina's been waiting patiently uh, to chime in as well, because she's all about community and connecting people as well. Gina, what? What did you want to share? Well, and you just said that you invited all your friends to be in Orlando. You know, I'm a couple hours from Orlando, and I didn't get an invite. How far away do you live from Orlando? Like two hours. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry, Gina. I so totally would have loved to have had you been there. All right, well. I I must just not be on the friends list, I'm thinking. Doesn't that make sense to you, Colleen? You know what? I I I must not have usually how I look up people is like friends who live in Orlando, friends who live near Orlando, and then I try to find the cities around it and look them up. So I, I guess I didn't well, expand my circle. Put me on your circle. Orlando list or your Tampa I list will. or your Miami list. I can get to all three within a couple hours. Ah. All right. Well, good to know, and we're planning another one. So I guess you needed to come to the big hurrah one. Okay, cool. Well, of course. <laughs> So see how things are getting this. Uh, so this is really cool that you brought this up, Gina, because what, in, even with people who are consistently thinking, how do I expand community? How do I reach out to people? We can sometimes have a missing. And so here Gina would have totally been there, brought more people, created more community, and somehow that missing happened. So now we know how to fix it for the future, you know, put a structure in place. But it happens. And so how do we, how do we you know, constantly think about that and remind ourselves to include people bigger than the net that we're throwing? Because sometimes we forget that, that there's a bigger net that we can be throwing. So thank you for bringing that out to us. Um, that, that you are so welcome. Well with her doing her events. Oh, and you had more to say, so I'll be quiet. <laughs> well, and if it's an event in Florida, it's not unusual for me to bring 25 or 30 people with me. I mean, we make a presence oh, when good. we show up in a group like that, you know? All right, Colleen, you hear that? We're going to Florida. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I was just going to say, Andrea, you make a really good point because I, too, and I, I know that uh, any launching business, struggles with this and we use social media we use online presence we pay for to be on certain sites and we send emails out to our email contact list and some and somehow I don't know how this happens it's not till after the fact that an event happens and then a person that wasn't invited or or didn't know about it sees it on social media and reaches out to you and says how come I didn't know you were going to be in New York? Or how? Co- and I, I would say, oh my gosh, it's been on, it's been on all my email lists. I've sent out four newsletters. I've talked about it on the radio. I've, it's on my personal Facebook page. You know, I go through all the lists, and somehow they didn't see any of that, or maybe just chose to ignore it until I actually posted, you know, photos about the event afterwards. And you, you kind of bang your head up against the wall and say, I don't know how. I, how did I miss that person? Maybe we didn't miss that person. There may be cases where that person just didn't see it more than once. You know the rule in marketing, you have to touch a person in time before you know, they do something. And it's possible that it was on a feed and you scrolled through it. Um, because we, we, we do the best we can, and that's the other thing, is we only can do what we can do. And I've had to tell myself this for three days straight because of those negative voices that start. I've got to give myself some grace. I can only do so much. I'm only one person. I can only be in so many places. 
And when people are coming at me from all directions, I can only do the best I can. And that's all I can give. And that has to be enough. It just has to be enough. And I know that Andrea feels awful that you weren't there, and that happens to me on a regular basis. And there's times when I'm looking for speakers and looking for panelists, and I've got, you know, the net out as far as I can have it, and I've reached out. And I think one of the best things you can do is don't burn bridges. I, I'm not a fan of, of people that um, burn a lot of bridges. Um, and that's one piece of advice I'd love to give all the listeners is um, have grace for other people. Understand that you can't judge a book by its cover, and we don't know what's going on behind the closed doors. And you just have to have grace for people and understand that, you know, they're just as important and they have things going on in their lives. And and um, I, I don't do gossip. Gossip, I think, is one of the worst things. I, I love Dave Ramsey's rule in his um, corporation that he runs. Um, and uh, he runs, you know, Financial Peace University. And, and uh, we, we're very big fans of Dave Ramsey and our family. And, and I love that he is, is very stern about in his corporation that there's no gossip because gossip doesn't solve anything. It just creates negative feelings toward other people. And I would rather talk really great about other people and, help solve problems and sit and complain about things that are in the past that I can't do anything about, you know, and kind of stay in that space. It's about moving forward and finding out how we can, we can make tomorrow better, you know, or the next event better. And, and I love that Andrea works with everyone. I always say her name wrong. It's Andrea. Is that right? No, Andrea. Got it. Is that right? It's, Andrea, it's, my my parent my parents named me Andrea, and the world has seven or eight different variations, and it's uh, all good. <laughs> I told you we we have the same name because people will say, "Is it Colleen? Colleen? Colleen?" So however you want to say it, it's fine. I'll answer to all of them. Um, <laughs> so I apologize for that, Andrea. But uh, <laughs> you know, we all just do the best we can, and and. Uh, and I know we've all thought to ourselves, like, wow, I could just use a little grace right now and someone could give me a little bit of a, a break because as, especially as entrepreneurs and as nonprofit and starting your own business up every day, you're, you're wondering what the next day is going to look like and you're responsible for so many people that you are working with you that you're paying to do things and, and it's a lot of stress. And, and, but, you know, we, we can only do what we can do and, I say slow down to do more, and a lot of what I teach in, in my online courses and in coaching is how to slow down to do more, because the more you slow down and listen, the more you get your answers. So there's I, I love that to do is that. so true. And, you know, yeah, I yeah. love what you just talked about with regard to grace, because when I was married, my name was Gina Gaudio Graves, G-R-A-V-E-S. And when I got divorced uh, not that long ago, I really had a hard time continuing to be Gina Gaudio Graves. But everybody knew me as Gina Gaudio Graves. I was married for 26 years, half my lifetime. So one of my copywriting friends came up with the idea of changing Graves to Graves. And the more I thought about it, the more I really actually thought to myself, boy, if I name myself that on purpose, it's really going to be a great reminder of how important it is to have grace for myself in my life and grace for other people in their lives. And that's ultimately a big part of why I chose the name and asked the judge to give it to me. So thank you for sharing that. That was really beneficial. I, I wanted oh to add God. something to that too, Gina, because when I think about that, I think of it, um, I, I was so glad because if you hadn't shared it, I was going to say, Gina, share that story. Because, you know, going through that divorce was challenging for you because really you were in a, a point in your life where, you know, it, it, I would say that it sounds like, you know, really you were abandoned in the time of need too. It was like, you know, too bad. You know, I'm moving on with my own life. Absolutely. I don't care that I was with you that long. And it was really challenging for you to hear that and to know that because you probably would have not done the same thing if it were the, the other way, you would have 
stuck through and helped, you know, at least get him to where he needed to be until maybe you wanted to move on in your life because that's who you are. And when, exactly. uh, when I heard that, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a beautiful uh, book product, uh, 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 a coaching whatever program from, uh, you know, out of the grave into the grace, you know, because yeah. that really took you down. It really yeah, did. I mean, one minute I thought I was happily married. And when I say one minute from one minute to the next, I'm literally talking at 930 in the morning. I thought I was happily married. And at five o'clock in the afternoon, he was gone. And I had been disabled for 20 years, hadn't driven in over 20 years, hadn't given myself a shower by myself in over 20 years, didn't do anything other than running the business. He did everything else. And when he's all of a sudden, thank you, goodbye, and walked out the door, I'm like, holy cow. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to experience in my life. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But it took a long time. I'd love to ask you, I'd love to, if I could interrupt, I'd love to ask you the question. Yes, please. How do you feel being on the other side? I know going through something like that is very difficult. Do you see any blessings on the other side of that, of of who you are today and who you've become and the strength that you have? And Yes and no. So I've had a couple of major life events that were similar. So back in 2005, my doctors gave me 12 to 18 months to live. At the time, I really expected to not exist again by 2006, 2000, middle of 2006. And six months in, I had a total miracle and completely recovered after 10 years of being in a hospital bed and wheelchair, $9.9 million worth of medical bills. And from that, when I got to the other side, it was like in a blink of an eye. One minute I was dying, the next minute I was well. And over the next year or so, the blessings that I saw that came from having been so sick for so long were gigantic. And it was like a big shining light bulb over my head everywhere I went because I realized that I was so grateful for having had the experiences that I had that even if I was given an opportunity to go back and do it all over again, I would not change one bit of it. Despite all the pain, over 50 operations, none of it would have been changed because I got to come out of it with all these different blessings and wisdom. With the divorce, I'm not quite there yet but it's still relatively recent it was a very nasty divorce it took three and a half years to actually get divorced and it's barely a blink of an eye since then I can see some things that are definitely a blessing that came out of it but it's not quite the same as the big shining light bulb moment that happened after my illness and my miraculous transformation. What I can say, however, is I know in my heart and in every cell of my being that over the next probably 6 to 12 months, because I'm really focused on seeing those blessings, they will show up. And some may not have occurred yet. But I know I will be stronger and better as a result of all of it. And I trust that. I really do. It well, does make it a lot easier voice. to continue. <laughs> Thank the you. Strength, the, what a strong person that you are. And through the story that you told me, you know, I reflect back on stories of when um, I was younger and when my mom was, you know, uh, raising us. And uh, we had a father who was very abusive. And I look at families today that have um spouses that are very abusive, whether it be the female or the male, and children that are involved in that. And so many of us outside of that judge why they stayed. And um, I'm sure there was conversations from outside influences in your life and in your husband's life at the time um, on 
your relationship, you know, which is really none of anyone's business. But um, I know things happen for a reason, and I know I that too. it was very intentional that your paths go the way that they went, and for you, because if maybe if the path hadn't changed, your life wouldn't be what it what it is today and what it will be which you not you don't even know exactly the the magnitude of what that will be but it was totally needed agree. for the the transformation to happen absolutely well and so many of my friends are energy workers healers shaman oh, in fact nice. most of my inner circle are those types of people and literally almost every single one of them have said to me you know, Gina, I know you don't want to hear this right now while you're going through the divorce, but this had to happen in order for you to actually have the impact you were born to have. And that really does resonate with me. I hear it. I see it. I live it. So I just trust that that is definitely true. The biggest blessing that came out of the miraculous transformation in the near death in 2005 was a very clear sense of purpose and why, why I did anything. Now that the divorce has occurred, when he left, I realized my purpose and my why were so tied to him that in his absence, they need to change a little bit. And I have not yet uncovered either what I truly believe my purpose will be because it hasn't even come into being yet, or what my why completely is. I have an idea about it, but it's not a concrete why the way that it used to be. And, boy, Mm -hmm. that why was a driver for everything. I touched so many lives because of that why. I need to find the why again. And thank goodness for my close, close friends, because they really are helping me to uncover it. And I know the minute I do, I will be set on fire all over again, driven in ways that people don't even understand because most people are not as driven as I usually am. They just aren't. Mm-hmm. And it will be about really making a difference in the world. That's what, at my core, that's who I am and what I'm about. It's not just what I do. You know what, I love that you said that because you said it, it's to my core, me, meaning you, and your yeah. why can never be about anybody else because every mother's why yep. then would be about her children. And your why exactly. needs to be about, it can't be about who you work for, who you're married to, uh, what career you have. Your why has to be you as an individual, your worth as a person without any outside extremities influence at all. And I have something that I can shoot you over if you want to share your email with me after the radio show. Uh, oh, Colleen, that would be so helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I would love for you to work very closely with your friends, which is how the exercise works. And it's, it's, um, it's lessons through Simon Sinek that he does and about finding your why. And it will help you define what your why is, and then you and I can have some more discussions on that. But it really will help you define why you get out of bed every day, what your purpose is, and and then you really just need to understand the, the clarity part that Andrea talked about in the beginning when she mentioned me was gaining clarity on what lights you up, um, you know, yeah. what really lights you up? I was that person for a long time that's like, oh, I don't care where we go to eat. It's fine, you know. In in a situation where it needs to be controlled and there needs to be someone to step up and projects need to be completed, I was happy to take the lead. But then sometimes I just didn't care about other stuff, like where we went to eat or, you know, it, <laughs> it didn't matter what time we met or just whatever, you know, you guys figure it out. And I think over time what I found out is, if I don't want to do something, I say, no, I don't want to do it. I don't allow the peer pressure and other people thinking I should or maybe they're not going to like it if I don't. I, I really have to not being selfish but being mindful of what my capacity is and mindful yes. of what 
you know, that's the whole give grace. And I love that your last name is Grace. And I'm telling you, that's a book. That's a series. There's a lot that goes along with your story. And um, I would love, I've had Andrea on my radio show. I would love to pull you onto my radio show and have a discussion with you as well. And I know that sharing, you know, with our listeners, your story would inspire many women that may be living with a disability today. So I, I think well, that, that would you. be Well, thank you. I would helpful. love to do that. Andrea, make yeah. sure you send her my contact info if you would. You know, today's Absolutely. show really is an answer to prayer, literally. Yeah. This Aww. is so helpful, and I'm so grateful that Andrea brought you on to the show today. I want to make sure our listeners know how they can find out more about you in case, because yeah. I bet a lot of them would love to get the same kind of help you're offering to me for themselves. So where can they Absolutely. find you? Absolutely. Well, there's several different platforms, so um, we'll start with they can just text on their phones, so they can text 70, or they can text LEADUP, which is L-E-A-D-U-T, one word, LEADUP, to 72000, and they can get connected with me that way and get into my funnel. They can also email me at info at leadupforwomen.com. I have a website, leadupforwomen.com. And um, those are the best ways to get in contact with me. Um, and so they can text lead up, which is one word, to 72,000. They can email me at info at leadupforwomen.com. And they can go to my website. We're also on Facebook, so you can look up Lead Up for Women on Facebook. And we do our live shows there. I'm on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The name of our show is lead up for women speak up to lead up so you can go look for us out there uh, we're on instagram i'm also on linkedin my name is colleen biggs it's c-o-l-l-e-e-n last name is biggs b-i-g-g-s you can also find me on facebook and linkedin as well awesome wow this has been fantastic anything else to it add has. andrea Absolutely. Um, how I have to see what the time is. Oh my gosh, time went so fast. Um, so yeah, so Colleen has events that are coming up all the time, and then she goes and speaks at other people's events as well, and you know, and really gives people an opportunity to co- do cool things. And we're also partnering with her for the Keep Smiling movement, so that you know we can continue the women's empowerment. And then with her Lead Up magazine, there's really great opportunities for people to, you know, um, get in touch with her to, you know, if they have somebody who should maybe be in an article or want to do an advertisement mm-hmm. or want to sponsor. Um, there's always really cool opportunities like that, too. Um, and certainly there's opportunities for those of you who are listening to the show. You know that we have um, thousands of downloads a month and reach. Um, well, I think it's over 15,000 people that, that – actually, I need to relook at our – our our info um, to see how our because I know our outreach has gotten even bigger um, over the last year that, that I've come on yeah it's been really great so we just need to really look at those numbers and see but that gives them people an opportunity to for us to um, have that so that they can uh, share the access with our audience to give them I mean information that they desire to make their lives better and that's really what we're about is helping them have an opportunity to leverage their lives to a higher level and really master what they do so um, you know when they named the show the leverage masters uh, there was uh, definitely a purpose <laughs> behind that <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah please to come yeah, in so our next um, luncheon is um, in New York uh, we're doing it at the I always say this wrong it's the Hafala American Company and it's uh, 20 West 22nd Street on the second floor and so it's, it's just uh, south uh, east of Manhattan in that area and so we're going to be there on September 12th from 11 to 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, we're still lining up speakers. I have new speakers coming in every day. I'm hoping Andrea can be there, but I understand she has to be at another event. So whether she's there or not, we will definitely have the cards there. And, Andrea, I was just thinking maybe you could create, like, a little video that I could show at the events that you can't make so that there's still a video and something there that I can show that um, brings the presence of the Keep Smiling movement into the room and so that we can 
we can still educate the women in the room why we're doing it and what why it's so important to us and about spreading joy and love. We'd yeah, love to do that. And then it'll be a lot of fun to do that. I'm I'm hoping that we can do it all. If I can get some really good because of the short timing, I just need to line up some sponsorship. Yeah. If I get the right sponsorship, I'll be there. We'll see what happens. Okay, perfect. So, and then we also do I, monthly webinars to too. So, yeah. So for anyone who is interested in our events that we do, we have the luncheons are registered events, and those are paid. And then the monthly webinars are webinars that you can attend for free. All you have to do is go to our website at leadupforwomen.com, and they're for men or women that want to RSVP. And we call it Teaching Tuesday. Um, we also do a a uh, weekly newsletter on Thursdays, and so if there's a woman that inspires you to thrive, uh, please submit her information and contact information to info at Lead Up for Women, uh, because we we want to spotlight women and have them share their stories uh, to inspire others and spread joy and love, just like Andrea is. That's awesome, Andrea. We've got about five minutes left, a little under five minutes left on the show. But I have got to get Popeye out, and there's a giant rainstorm that's about to hit. Any chance you could wrap up for the next five minutes so I can get him out we before my next call? Can. Well, you thank know, you so much, Colleen. We are all friends. <laughs> you know, in the world of business, we take care of our our babies, and her babies happens to be a little puppy, so <laughs> we're gonna let her Absolutely. know we take care of him. Thank yeah. you so much, because otherwise my next break <laughs> isn't until 10 o'clock tonight, so it's now or never. Oh, well, so, sounds like somebody else should go pee, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you again, Colleen. Right. I look forward to working with you. Yeah, Bye, ladies. That was wonderful. Uh, Bye. <laughs> isn't Gina an absolute doll? She cracks me up. I love her. Um, yeah. I, I, we actually have been friends for years, but we've never met in person. Really? So, huh. yeah. So that's one of the things, you know. That uh, I mean, her, ta- her her leaving the show actually created a segue for people to realize, you know, that was something of the past that people used to say mm-hmm. you can't have real relationships via, you know, social media or texting or you know these other mm-hmm. online sites and so forth. And um, for me, that that has not been the case. I have real deep emotional loving relationships with people that I have never met, never met. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to create a community of people cross-culturally. And, and I've been doing that ever since I uh, first got on the Internet in the 1990s. I ran online support groups for women all over the world and other countries. And and um, I, I actually had more access to women in those countries then than I do now because I'm not participating in, in, in those types of groups anymore. Uh, and, and I do travel all over the world now. Um, and so what has your, been your international outreach, Colleen? What, and, and what has it currently been and what, is, what do you hope for it to become? Currently, our, our international reach is uh, we, ha- we are in six countries for um, – for our uh, Voice America radio show that we do. We do that every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then, of course, like I said, it's on the Empowerment Channel and it's uh, Speak Up to Lead Up. So right now we're reaching women in Pakistan and Russia and Ukraine and Spain. And um, I I love it that in Japan, I love it that we have a, a reach to reach women and men in, in other countries because universally, uh, whether we speak different languages, we, um, we're all human and we all have one thing uh, that is uh, the number one human need, which is love and connection. And I love what you're doing, Andrea, with spreading smiles and happiness. And um, when you smile, you can't be angry. <laughs> you just can't, you know. And, uh, and that, that's our current uh, outreach. And then... Um, I would, uh, we're, we're looking, uh, we have a friend in Spain and we're looking to do a mastermind group there where we get together for a couple of days and teach and bring resources in, uh, for women entrepreneurs. So we're looking to do that here in the States next year. We're getting our 2020 calendar ready and we'll be doing many of them in, uh, the United States, but then we're looking to also do those internationally to reach several of our listeners that are, that are, uh, in other countries. So well, I absolutely love that. Um, 
I'm also looking at the Keep Smiling movement for, like I said, we're already international and we usually are tied to other people's organizations. And I'm ready to have the Keep Smiling movement be independent or partner with people specifically so that mm-hmm. we're an equal peer to what we're presenting um, rather than just being um, an attachment to, which we love being an attachment to, mm-hmm. but at the same time we have um, such knowledge and information and in the research that I've been doing on happiness and the effects of a smile um, and our ability to be presenting this at different brain conferences and science conferences has been, um, we've gotten re- amazing reception. And so it's time. Uh, we just had a speaker on uh, Ken's radio show yesterday. I'm the co-host and producer of that one. And we had a gentleman on, um, Aaron uh, Maricomi. He um, talked about synchronicity and how, you know, like people who are thinking and how they connect to each other and how. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.